Welcome, welcome once again to 720 and 720. This is John Schulman, and like always, we have a very unique guest with us to help young people trying to figure out their life and their career. Um, I'm not sure how much I like this guy. I'll tell you about that a little bit. But Kyle Liddy, welcome to 720 and 720. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. Happy to be here. Uh, Kyle, tell it what you want to tell everybody, all of our listeners, why I don't like you. And we've actually never met. I probably yeah. shook your hand in yeah. a very quick, quick way. <laughs> but please tell our listeners why I don't like you. Yeah, so I was a uh, manager uh, for the University of Connecticut Huskies, and I guess we, we whipped your butt. Um, the NCAA tournament <laughs> first round, uh, I think that's the reason that, John, that you're not a, not a fan. But uh, when I say whip, I think it was, it was a... Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I think we can just stop right there, all right? You got it, you uh, got it. Listen, that morning, uh, yeah, it's funny. It's funny um, how you got to approach uh, different different tournaments and... And um, that team that we had was a really good basketball team, but they were an older team. And um, we, we had to approach the game in a different way. And we knew if it went south, it was going to go south quick and bad. And um, and, and I, w- I remember walking out on the court and Thabit ran right beside me. And Thabit's top of his shorts were, were higher than my head. All right. And so I was like, that that's what a real seven foot two dude looks like. But yeah. but Calhoun got sick that, that, that day or the night before that morning and he was a good guy. He's a good guy. And and wouldn't have tried to kill me by eighty points. And Blaney <laughs> and Blaney takes over and and uh I guess that the rest is history. Uh yeah. and so it was fun, but you you were at UConn. Have have how long, how long were you at UConn, and how did you get to UConn being the manager at UConn? Yeah, so that was uh, 2005 to 2009. Uh, grew up in Connecticut, so was always a huge fan and, and wanted to, when I got into the university um, as an undergraduate, um, I worked the camp the, the summer prior to my freshman year, and that's kind of how everything uh, got started. It's one thing that we encourage you know all managers to, to participate in is, is to – work the camp, be around, be present, you know, learn from those around you. It's always a unique experience and, and a grind um, every summer. Uh, but that was kind of my starting point. Um, I was always a huge basketball guy. I played in high school and knew I wasn't going to be playing anywhere um, at the collegiate level, uh, but just had a passion for the game, which I think a lot of managers do. That's why they do it. They, you know, they're not playing, but um, feel part of the program. And uh, that's kind of how my, my managerial career career started. Well, I, here's what I want to talk about because they, all these podcasts are to help to help certain people, a group. Um, and and yep. what, what you what you're doing and we what you're doing is phenomenal. Here's the deal: people love basketball. People love college basketball. They want to they want to be a coach. They want to be involved. They want to be involved. They want to go to the NBA. They want to be involved. But but you know maybe I, I wasn't blessed in the gene pool. And and I'm not six seven. Maybe I'm a I'm a five ten kid that that can shoot a set shot, but struggle going left. You know, yeah. but I still want to coach, and I still got leadership skills, and I still got, you know, how to do that. I can't, you know, listen. D D one phenom D two pros. D three. Yeah. I'm sorry, pros. There are pros playing D three. NAI pros. Junior college yeah. pros. So. What do I do? Where do I go? And to be a manager is that next obvious step that back in the day, 
you know, you, you talk about Lawrence Frank. I've talked about Lawrence Frank before. I've talked about Will Wade before. I've talked about guys who are managers, and, and now, now Lawrence Frank's the president of the Clippers and, and started as a manager at IU. Uh, Will Wade really started as a manager in high school, didn't play in high school, and was a manager and, and kind of rose his way to the top. Um, so, you know, what you've done is you're a manager, and now you started an organization. Tell us about that to help young men and do you do it on the women's side too are you are you we on, do. yeah okay yep. so tell us tell us what you're doing yeah absolutely so 2000 i graduated uconn 2009 uh, started this organization actually uh, two years later 2011 and the purpose of us starting it was really to allow managers the opportunity to you know, be present you know have an opportunity to, to, to put their name out there put their resume out there um, have an opportunity from a, a networking standpoint to participate at something at the final four, you know, these guys are, these guys and ladies are hungry. They are, you know, ready to get after it, wake up every morning with a passion of the game, you know, rebounding at midnight for, for players. Um, but the reason we started was, you know, players have their network with, you know, through the AAU and, and collegiate system, uh, coaches have the NABC, um, and on the women's side, the WBCA. Um, so there's always something for coaches, Dobos, players to participate in and managers while, you know, we know our role, you know, we're, we're um, the silent killers per se. We're behind the scenes, you know, doing the things that um, some people may not want to do, but we recognize our role. And, and there was always a sideline approach to, to what managers were doing. So we wanted to just give them a platform, give them an opportunity to participate in something, network with coaches, network with other managers. You know, when I was at UConn, I don't think I once went over to the other sideline and just introduced myself, said hello, um, made an impression on someone. Um, but we've kind of given individuals in today's game an opportunity to step out of their behind-the-scenes shell uh, and say hello, introduce themselves. You know, you never know where that person on the other side of the bench is going to be. Um, so it was just an opportunity for these guys and girls to, to step out of their shell and, and be part of something pretty cool. And over the past eight years here, we've given – um, you know, we were producing and um, publishing job opportunities all the time, graduate assistant approaches, uh, you know, opportunities, coaching jobs, Dobo's positions. Um, so just giving guys and girls a, a chance. Um, that's, that's all they're looking for. These guys and girls work their tails off every day. Um, and, and they're not looking for recognition. They're just looking for an opportunity. And I think that's, that's something that we're, we're happy to provide. Now, you can't see me right now. I am smiling. <laughs> and, and and you're this is ingenious, but it's not. I mean, it is so needed uh, right. b- because you know they they need a voice and they need somebody to help them with the voice. I, I'm I'm going to connect you, and yes, I am now uh, changing roles a little bit, but we will continue. We will have the coaching box because right. uh, it is so important. You know, just because I'm I'm a new head coach doesn't mean that I don't care about all young coaches anymore. I just oh, okay, I'll, I'll stop now. No, hey, how, hey, it's not how it works. It, it's 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 so needed for both on the men's and women's side because we all had somebody to help us move and groove and 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 move up exactly. the ladder. And and I've told and I've said this on other podcasts. I've got a high level business guy out in out in this community in Chattanooga. And and I told him I said, listen, if you want to be successful, hire managers out of college basketball, because yep. they they get no they get no credit. Some of them get money, some of them don't. 
they, they work harder than everybody else and get nothing in return. And if they stay for four years and do that, they are different. They're different animals. They're different beasts. They have a different mindset. And all you want, if you have a good manager or a good managerial staff, then you have no worries. And I'll show you, I'll show you a good basketball program. Am I right or no. wrong? No, absolutely. 100%. Yep. Yeah, I mean, again, it's little things that people don't want to do that, that add up, you know. So we always say, you know, the little things matter, you know, and it sounds so cliche, but, um, you know, when you're doing stuff that, that builds a program, builds camaraderie, um, stuff that the coaches can focus on, as you always talked about, this is, you know, you and I have had this conversation about making sure we're focused on inside the coaching box, you know, yeah. they don't want to be worried about all these other little things, but managers kind of do that little work to ensure that the program runs smoothly and coaches can coach. Uh, that's that's important. Well, in the business world, I'm just going to tell you, most businesses, probably every single one of them, is somebody is having to do something they don't feel like doing. Exactly. All right, and, and and most of us are prima donnas, and and we're we're above that and all that mess. Yeah. Well, oh. ma- managers are different. I'm telling you, man, they're a different breed, and they will do whatever, whenever. And you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go through a kind of a typical day, and I want you to go through a typical day in a practice Absolutely. for a manager. When, but but um, that's why I need you. You know, we're going to connect, and we've already done that, and you're going to connect with, with a guy named Adam Gordon with Rising Coaches. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and we're all going to connect, and we're going to help young men and women who are managers um, kind of have a voice. And 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 you're you're doing that, but the more you know, the more people you connect with, with me and Adam, and all of a sudden we all kind of get together. And now I I and we've done a podcast with Adam. It what it does is it gives it gives people hope. Right. And and as long as as I have hope, I'm going to work my tail end off. Like like yep. Lawrence Frank, or you know, gave gave a lot of people hope. He's the president of the Dagum Clippers. I mean, he was a he was an NBA head coach multiple times, sat on NBA benches. He was a manager at IU, and so yeah. if he can do it, we all can do it. And um, so I just all right. So so I am a average player. I want to be a basketball coach in college, and I, I'm not going to be able to play in college anywhere. Uh, how do I do it? How do I do it? What do I do? What do I need to do? I want to be a manager at um, wherever. Tell me the yep. process. Yeah, so again, so the way I started was was searching for and being part of as many camps as I possibly could throughout the summer. Um, there are so many out there and so many, you know, programs that are looking for individuals. You know, I participated in, a, in the hoop group um, for a while. So the, the runner uh, position, again, sounds sounds silly but you're doing stuff and you're around people and you know you check your ego at the door that's one thing that we always say to individuals that are all right i'm gonna gonna interrupt you i'm gonna interrupt you real quick with that little hoop group deal yeah all right you remember you don't remember because you're a puppy all right five five star camp all right absolutely uh was up in pa um it was on the campus of robert morris and and I had two really good uh, buddies that worked it all the time. One of them was a guy named Dave Lebo, who was Jeff Lebo's father, who was a legend high school coach up in PA. Dave Lebo. Yep. And and Dave Lebo always made fun. He he had a guy that 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 was like his guy that would run and get him food and get him drinks all the time. He was like the runner. He was a high school yep. basketball coach in that area. He was his runner. All right. 
because this little, this little young coach just wanted to be a part, and he just ran and got him food and got him whatever. I mean, they abused this dude, all right? He was the gopher. Got it? You know, yep, got it. That, that gopher, that guy who was a runner, uh, his name is, uh, I think it's John Calipari, all right? <laughs> and he was the gopher for Dave Lebo back in the yep. day. And, yep. and so when, when you start talking about the hoop groups of the world, and uh, you never, ever know – if you're not, if you may be the next Calipari. Now I'm sorry I interrupt, interrupted you, but that was a no, good no. story at that moment. Go ahead. Absolutely, yeah. So I, again, the, the, one of the things that we always say is we're, we're the team behind the team. That's kind of the the National Association of Collegiate Basketball Managers kind of motto, in recognizing that you know we don't want to be seen, we don't want to be present, we don't want to be heard, we want to be seen. Um, so so always recognizing the, an opportunity. You know you don't want to turn down an opportunity, but you also have to. You also need to recognize there are so many individuals in the same boat as what you are trying to do. It's, it's, it, you know, I think you can agree that it's a diluted field. You know, Ooh. you do need to, you do need to try to figure out how best to separate yourself from the other. So how do you do that? That's kind of one thing that, you know, we get asked over and over and over again. There's so many people trying to find the same position. So many people looking for the same Dovo position, um, head coaching job, you know, it, it's a really tough grinded out business. So, um, you know, when you're a manager, you have to. There's no other choice but to start from the bottom, and you you crawl your crawl your way up. Another guy, you know, as we start to name drop here is, is Steve Prohm, Iowa State former yeah. manager, incredible, incredible guy, um, has been a, a great support guy for managers across the country, and uh, continues to to climb. Just got a great contract at Iowa State again. So, yeah, but but he's a, because he went that route. I mean, I don't know if there's a better guy. In college right. basketball, I mean, he's a good dude. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, and we've we've been in touch with him just based on being a manager. You know, when you know when we reach out all the time just to to help us, you know, find speakers and for our different networking events. And he's one of the individuals, along with Jay Billis, who wasn't a a manager but an individual who you know supports and agrees with and appreciates the position of a manager. But Steve Prohm is one of those guys that just you know he responds. He responds. And he's an individual. Um, that believes in the position, has grown through the position, and is now incredibly successful. But, you know, don't forget where you came from. You know, that's kind of the, the bottom line. And that guy, uh, you know, we can't appreciate him more for what he's done for, for managers across the country. Well, you, you got it. You know, so it's it's both men and women, both men and women. So you're dealing with both sides, correct? That's correct. Yep. All yep. right. All right. And, 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 you know, I kind of talked to you about the, the manager games. I, I think that's where Billis really – uh, whoever started those those games with the manager games and all that yep. stuff, ingenious, by the way, and a <laughs> lot of fun because because the managers get no credit, man, and, and all of a sudden they, <laughs> they can play at night the day not Absolutely. before a game and have fun and and, and get off some steam and and uh, I think right. it's, I think it's really really cool and really neat. All right, give me a give me a typical day, give me a typical day uh, during the season uh, on a manager at at UConn. What time you yep. getting there? What time you leaving? What are you doing? And, and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Well, you're, you're for sure the first one there and the last one to leave. That, that's that's easy. But, um, you know, I always said I majored in basketball. Sounds silly, sounds cliche, but in the in the in uh, my, my schedule was eating at Gamble Pavilion. My schedule was um, studying at Gamble Pavilion. My schedule included taking naps there so you know that that was kind of our home base and obviously class and 
um, all of that comes first. But in terms of you know where you're where you're positioned from a manager standpoint, you want to be the first guy these guys are looking at. Um, these coaches are looking for someone. You're right there. You know, it's a snap, it's a call, it's a text, it's whatever it is. You're present. That's one thing we would always push as a manager is being, you know, finding a coach that understands what your role is, understands who you are, and can rely on you. It's a reliability, it's a loyalty that um, is unlike no other. So, yeah, first one in the gym, you know, typically setting up the court for, again, trying to put the coaches in a position to coach, trying to put the players in a position to succeed. Um, so filling up water jugs, you know, taping the court with X's and O's, um, setting up the, the, uh, videos for, you know, taping the practices, all of that stuff should be set up to scoreboard, um, little things to ensure that when the coaches step out on the court, you know, they're focused on player personnel, they're, they're focused on X's and O's, um, they're focused on energy in the gym. Um, that's kind of where it comes down to. And as those players leave the court, as those, uh, uh, coaches leave the court, you know, we're cleaning up, you know, we're making sure we're setting up for the next day. Um, as those players and coaches are going to classes or the, the, the film session, um, we're making sure that we're a step ahead of them in everything that they're doing. So we are setting up that film room. Um, we're making sure those guys are in class. We're knocking on doors to ensure that they're getting to class. Uh, that's probably one thing that um, always bogged me down at UConn was just making sure those guys were, were on time for the bus, were on time for class. Um, cause we were the door knockers, you know, that's one thing that we did consistently is making sure, um, you know, they were up and, and, and ready to go. And I think one of the, one of the things that coach Calhoun did, um, you know, he mastered was he took a guy in Hashim Kabit from Tanzania and he worked with a guy with, from, from the Bronx, New York with Kemba Walker and brought them together in a way that got them to the final four, but personality wise was able to mesh a team of 10 guys that were from such different backgrounds and made them a team. And he wasn't focused on the water. He wasn't focused on the, the scoreboard. This guy was co- coaching, grinding every day out, based on personnel, based on X's and O's, and trying to find a way to bring 10 guys from totally different backgrounds to, to, to get to a Final Four. And what crazy success. I don't need to go through his resume. Um, he, he, he had. Um, but again, just trying to make sure that when these guys are stepping on the court, they're focused on personnel and X's and O's. It, but it's a thankless job. <laughs> you better believe it. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I I look back and I know how hard our managers have worked everywhere we've been. And and all you got to do, I mean, you never get a thank you. You never get anything because it's always done. And the right. only time you're you're like a referee. If a referee is not getting noticed, that means he's doing a great job. All right. right. And the right. only time you all ever get noticed is when you screw something up. That's right. And then when you That's screw right. something up. I remember my boss, if we were in Puerto Rico playing. We're at East Tennessee State. We're in Puerto Rico. We're playing Michigan State in one of those tournaments a long time ago. And we don't, if we don't come down at halftime and the managers did not have him a Diet Coke because they did not have Diet Cokes in the, in the little gym in Puerto Rico that we were playing. And right. you would have thought, <laughs> I thought he was going to fire every single one of them and kick them <laughs> off the island. All right, because they didn't have a Diet Coke for Coach LaForce at halftime of a game. And that's yep. the only time. But I, I will tell you this, and it, it's etched in my brain, is that we would come back. Now, listen, you're coming back. I'm sorry, but you're coming back on a private plane uh, after playing whoever you, you play. All right, so I don't feel too bad for you, Kyle. All right, but 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 let's let's go to Chattanooga, 
and let's we're playing College of Charleston at at uh, seven o'clock on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night, and we get done with the game at ten, and and we're packing up as soon as we're done, and we're driving back to Chattanooga, and we're gonna get yeah. home at five in the morning, and it's in yeah. the middle of January and February, and we get home. And and all I do is gripe and bitch and complain that there's ice on my window of my car, okay? <laughs> and when I get out of the car, uh, you know, you're 5 in the morning, you're in a bad mood, you go straight to your car. I remember turning on my car, getting some heat on my car, and pulling out. And as I was pulling out, the managers are taking the stuff off the bus and bringing it back in and starting that process. Right. And you yep. talk about thankless. <laughs> That's and right. It, and that's why I'm telling you, you know, it, it, if you want to hire guys or girls who will work, you know, there, there's a, there's a, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's a young lady here in Chattanooga, um, thinking about it, who was a manager for Pat Summit. She works for a real estate company and she kills it. Right. And the high level, the, 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 yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the, the guy that I told he needed to hire managers uh, because he was a very successful business guy actually owns a school and started a school for the inner city youth in, in Chattanooga. And he just hired a new director of the school. And he happened to be uh, the, another manager for Pat Head Summit. Yep. And, and so they're different. They're unique. Um, and I think you're doing a wonderful job. All right. Tell us, tell us real quick. Cause I know you, you got to run, you got stuff going on the name of the, the name of the association and, and how do I get involved in the association? Absolutely. So it's the National Association of Collegiate Basketball Managers. A little bit of a tongue tie there, but um, you know, it's it's the name of what we've done since 2011. We've got a couple thousand people in our network. Uh, you had just mentioned alumni managers, and you know, in the game and outside of the game, we have alumni managers all the time reaching out to us saying, "I was a manager back in the day. I recognize the work ethic of these guys and girls. I want to hire a manager." We hear that all the time. See, that's so cool. Outside that is so, so cool. That is good. Yeah, so so that's something that we're, we're we're trying to push. If you're looking to be a coach or not, that's something that we can at least help with, or at least push you in the right direction. We're not guaranteeing a job; we're putting you in a position to, you know, improve yourself. That's that's pretty much what what we're what we're pushing. So CBB Managers College Basketball Managers is our website. CBB Managers dot org. Um, we have contacts across the country from a women's standpoint as well as a men's standpoint, um, and I think it's you know it's important to get involved. And, and again, we're not. We're not making money. What we're trying to do is simply get put people in the right position. I've been in your shoes. We've been in your shoes. We have a network of, of individuals. Adam Gordon, you talked about the Rising Coaches team and what they've done. Um, just incredible work. And they're, they're willing to put people in positions to succeed. So we have a, a networking event <clears throat> each year at the Final Four. We're going to try to expand that to the Women's Final Four beginning next year. We had a great partner with Fast Model Sports this year who has helped put on um, our, our networking event in Minneapolis. Um, it's just getting people um, in the same room, shaking hands, meeting somebody. We always ask people, don't leave a room without shaking somebody's hand, without leaving with a contact, without leaving with a, a you know a new person that you haven't met before. So, um, granted, the networking element is a big part of it, but coach, you've been a a stickler in in, in the importance of making sure that we are also putting a whistle in our mouth. You know, as a manager, you're not always. Uh, you're not always, you know, you're on the sidelines, you're behind the scenes, you're not coaching. So those in the, in, in the uh, that are interested in, in getting involved from a coaching standpoint, you know, uh, in the coaching box, I think you've been a, 
a, a true uh, leader in that field. So we're looking forward to working with you a little bit more to ensure these managers have have an opportunity moving forward. So thanks for that. Well, I you know listen, I just I was a JV basketball coach coming out of college, so I get it. You know, a lot of people don't get it. I get it. Uh, I, I think what you said early, I think, is a great concept. You know, go work camps, all right? Because if you go work camps, I, I don't care if it's a little kid camp. I don't care where they put you. If you go work camps, you're going to put a whistle in your mouth. And, yep. and you're going to go out there and you're going to coach kids, whether it's a layup drill, whether it's teaching beef, shooting the ball, whether it is – what it doesn't matter. You know, I, I did coach in high school – the last couple years in Chattanooga, and, and I had the greatest manager of all time um, at Macaulay, and I'm uh, trying to help him go to the University of Tennessee to be a manager, and, and um, he's going to go early to work camp this summer. Um, yep. And so, Great. you know, you, you've, you've got to put yourself out there. I remember come, my summers consisted of um, I, I, would, I would try my goal was to work seven to eight camps every summer. So I'd go work Auburn's camp, um, stay the weekend, go work to, and, and stay down there, work that same camp again. I'd leave. I'd go put my check in the bank. I would go, I would go to Furman's camp. I'd go to Wake Forest camp. I'd go officiate team camp. I'd go yep. work any camp. And I'm going to tell you, that's where I met all my people. Yep. And, and yep. it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily. So I work at Billis's camp and I'm, I'm in charge of the young coaches at Billis's camp, the developmental coaches. And, and everybody, I, and I, told, I tell them this every year, everybody's dying to hook in with Billis. Billis is a great dude, man. He's a good dude. But everybody's trying to hook in with, with Billis. Hook in with each other. Right. You know, get to know each other because two or, the, two or three of those people are going to be Division One head coaches one day. And, and yep. while you're out fooling around acting like a moron at night, that you're sitting there going, hey, man, if I get a job, I'm going to hire you. You get one, you, you're going to hire me. And that's where those connections start. So yep. I would work right. every camp because you're going to put a whistle in your mouth. And I ain't going to lie to you. I do not work for, for Fox 40. I do not. I don't work for them. I'm not. Listen, I'm trying to get Fox 40s. I thought they'd cut me a better deal for the coaching box, but they didn't. <laughs> but if you don't have a Fox 40 whistle, then, then I'm going to tell you, if you've got one of those little peewee whistles when you go to camp, they're going to look at you like you're a daggone peewee. So you better put get a good whistle. You better look the part. You better be ready to roll, and you better invest right. in the people, and you better care about people, and you better bust your tail in. But, but the yeah. managers already do. So it's, it's people that really know, like, like Prome, people that really get it look at managers different because they know how hard they work. Yep, yep. So I'm, I'm, and I would just say, I was just going to say, Coach, that, you know, from a, and you, you touched on this earlier, we have, you know, at UConn, you know, I was one of 10, 10 guys and girls participating in that program. If you go to a Chattanooga, you go to a Fairfield University and, you know, the MAC, you've got one or two guys or girls working their tails off, you yep. know? So I think just, you know, it, it's amazing the amount of work that gets done by one of the two of these individuals. And, and again, just the props to all of those guys and girls who are trying to, trying to make it, but understand their role behind the scenes um just trying to trying to grind it out every day so listen i listen big said jay smooth murph and brett man those are my dudes all right those are my managers for all those time i remember i remember getting ready to play wake forest on cbs and and 
And uh, I was supposed to go out and, and shake hands with Skip Prosser right before the game. And Big Sad came up to me and said, Coach, Coach. And I was talking to the team. I was talking. Not not now, Big Sad. Coach. Nobody could say anything to me but Big Sad. All right? And and Big Sad was perfect for his name. He was a big dude. He was Big Sad. All right? Yep. And, uh, coach, Coach, Coach Prosser. I, you're right, Big Sad. I mean, so those, the relationships right. that coaches have with managers, we all have them. And yep. and um, I, I know that probably another angle for you is get some of those old coaches involved, uh, absolutely, be, because they 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 do get it and they do care and and uh, yeah, listen. And I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, no, I was just going to say, and, and not every coach is is like you. Yeah, I mean at UConn, you know, you talked about Coach Blaney earlier. He was he was a manager's guy. You know, he he recognized the work. He was an old school guy. He still is. He's still in the game in terms of mentoring and whatnot. But he was an old school guy who just understood what we were going through. Not every coach, I mean, every program and every manager is going to have an idea of who that coach is. You know, every, every program has a coach Blaney as to those who, who those individuals are that um, recognize the job, recognize the grind, feel for you, want to help you. Not every program has five coaches like that. You may just have one. So you got to find that coach on your, in your program. And um, you know, I think it's important to, to hook onto them because not every, not every coach, you know, maybe former players and may not recognize the, the grind that we're going through, but there are coaches in every program that uh, that have that coach, that have that understanding of what we're going through. So uh, I think that's just one other tip to, to find that that guy or girl that that recognizes what you're what you're doing. So well, Blaney it sounds may, like you were that guy. Blaney Blaney may be a manager's guy. He was not a coach's guy. All right. <laughs> so I need you to do me a favor. I need you to get Blaney to listen to this podcast. Because he ruined my life for about a year with that daggum game. Hey, listen, Kyle, I we're, we'll, we're going to talk later because I'm going to fly you down to the coaching box so you can be involved. And uh, we're going to fly you down because we're still going to have it, even though I'm kind of changing roles, August yep. 2nd through the 4th. Congrats we're on gonna, that. Well, I appreciate it. But we're going to have a blast doing the coaching box because that's, that's real stuff. That's for real people, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but Appreciate I just that. I want to let you know, man. Thanks so much for your time and your effort thank and what you. you're doing for all these young people. And we're going to stay connected. And we're going to stay hooked up, and we're going to help a lot of young people. So thank you. I awesome. appreciate your time, and we'll talk thanks, to you Coach. soon. Sounds great. Thanks all right, so much. Buddy. Take Appreciate care. It.